This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, May 29th. We've reached the end of the week. Joining me today is one of my co-hosts, Ryan Wink. How you doing today, Ryan? I'm good, man. Happy it's Friday. Ready for a, a weekend of not waking up super early. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> not only that, but the weather, at least here, is supposed to be not so great. So I'm looking forward to staying in and probably just watching HBO Max all day. Yeah, did you get your HBO Max sorted? I did. I had to go through the PlayStation 4, but uh, either way, I, I can watch it, watch some Friends episodes last night, and so uh, definitely happy that I have it now. Good, man. Set up. That's right. great. Yeah. So we are missing Tony today. He is uh, out in the singularity, but uh, the nice thing is for the next two weeks straight, we get him every day, all day, and uh, he'll be actually here in studio visiting us from the uh, great state of Colorado. So that'll be a nice uh, little change of scenery for him, I'm sure. Shout out to Tony today, if you're uh, listening out there, wherever you are. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping to uh, come in and do some do some shows in the studio myself, so it'll be good at a, at a safe distance from you guys to uh, all be together and uh, do this thing live. Yeah, it'll be nice to have everybody in the studio, and then, you know, you don't get that little bit of a Zoom disconnect. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Next few weeks are going to be fun. But uh, it is a Friday show, and we're looking to put another week in the books. Now, I'm going to ask you, Ryan, uh, as I do at the top of every show, a uh, fairly innocuous question. Uh is there anything that you've just screwed up majorly on that you've been busted for? Yes. More than one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, one comes to mind. It involves uh, my sister. It was kind of her fault initially, and then I got involved, and it became both of our faults. <laughs> uh, we used to, I used to live in Alaska with my dad, and we, uh, we had a quad a four-wheeler so we, we took it out one day and my sister's like i want to drive i want to drive finally i was like okay i'll let you drive so she starts driving and uh, there's this tall grass i was like don't go in the tall grass she turns immediately and goes into the tall grass and then we go about 15 feet and then just <laughs> pop over to the side we hit some uneven ground and we roll the quad onto the side i scream at her 
you know, throw my helmet. I was super upset. I was like, I told you not to go in the grass. And uh, so then we pull it out of there finally, and we notice the handlebar is off kilter. So then to try to fix it, we were banging the we're banging the other one to try to make it bent as well. And then <laughs> when that didn't work, we decided to roll it on its other side. And then, so we, we pushed it over and rolled it on its other side and we broke the speedometer. Oh, we bent no. the other handlebars, started leaking fluid and, uh, brought it home, put it in the garage with the handlebars now both bent. And my dad decided to go for a 2 AM quad four wheeler ride. And he noticed that his things were busted. Oh no! And I'm sure you guys were woken up at 2 a.m. to a, uh, a fairly unhappy Joe. Oh yeah, <laughs> Joe, if you're listening, actually he went to my sister's room. And she's like, "Do you know what happened to the quad?" And she goes, "No." Oh no! And then he goes, "All right, I'm going to go talk to Ryan." And then <laughs> as he's leaving the door, she's like, "Wait." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, she almost threw you under the bus or threw you under the quad. Threw me under, the, under the quad. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Pops, if you're listening. And Jenny, you better <laughs> listen to me next time, okay? <laughs> well, way to double down on uh, making something even worse. Well, here's a guy who did uh, pretty much just that. A self-described master thief, career criminal, is hoping to catch a break on his prison sentence from burglarizing a Brinks warehouse, you know, the Brinks uh, armored trucks, during which he accidentally set millions of dollars on fire. Sean Murphy and two other men were convicted of breaking into the Brinks facility in Columbus in January of 2009. Murphy received a 20-year sentence in that case, eventually reduced to 13 years on appeal. Before that sentence began, however, he spent a decade in jail awaiting trial for a 2008 Massachusetts burglary during which he stole several New York Giants Super Bowl rings along with jewels and precious metals. Murphy believes he's already served the bulk of his federal time and should be out by next year. He notes he was arrested on January 23, 2009 for the Super Bowl ring theft and finally sentenced for that more than 10 years later. Um, I mean, my first question there is, why would you want to steal uh, New York Giants Super Bowl rings? They're uh, a garbage team, even if it was the Phil Simms era. But uh, no, how do you accidentally set millions of dollars on fire uh, during a heist and still uh, describe yourself as a master thief? Uh, delusion. Yeah, um, I'd say. That's... I mean, I've burned. I've burned through cash before. <laughs> well, th- this puts a whole new meaning to uh, exactly yeah. that. So, um, I mean, he aims high. He does aim high. Well, except for the Super Bowl rings. What do you just parse them out and sell them? You can't really sell Super Bowl rings, right? right? Yeah, I mean, they're fairly unique item that it's it's not like you can go down to the pawn shop and be like, yeah, I won this back in 1970-whatever. So so while he was awaiting trial for the Super Bowl rings is when he committed the Brinks? Yep, yep, and just, and just uh, figuratively put more fuel on the fire by uh, accidentally setting all of that money on fire, so... He's hoping to get out early. My guess is he probably won't. But, uh, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, don't don't double down on stupidity. So Thanks. I've done, I've done it myself. Oh, we all have. But, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it's a lesson we all have to learn. Yes, sir. Well, folks, let's talk about today's Friday show. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward. 
We have a great show lined up. We've got good news, everyone, as we do every Friday, trying to take you into the weekend on an up note, uh, something that's not so much of an up note, uh, lawyers who find divorce hilarious. Our call-in topic today is odd cultural rituals. Basically, we want you to call in on things that you found that you do that other cultures would find very odd. And just think about American cuisine for instance. We have our very first Ask Me Anything AMA segment with uh, men's health and fitness expert Joshua Grainer. We have this day in history at the end of the show, but up next we've got the entertainment news and a look at celebrity birthdays. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll see you on the other side. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And back to the show we are. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. We do want to hear from you, whether it's uh, live during our call-in segments or if you just want to leave us a message on any of the topics we've covered. Let us know how you feel. You just want to go off on something. We don't care. We have set up the Phoenix line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line that you guys can call. You leave a message after the beep. You know how a voicemail works. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. Keep it entertaining. We'll put everything together and play it on a future show, hopefully sooner rather than later. We've got uh, almost enough to uh, make a segment out of it. Well, speaking of segments, we are in the second segment of the show. And uh, what that means each and every day is it's time for the entertainment news. Now, Ryan, are you a big fan of uh, reality TV, maybe uh, early reality TV? I, I actually am a fan of reality TV. I don't want to freely admit it, but it is uh, one of my guilty pleasures. And I don't really want to name what shows I'm into, but I've been into it, yeah, since the beginning, and then it's had a resurgence in my life in the last uh, few years, I would say. <laughs> Interesting. So now, did you follow one of the original uh, uh, reality shows, The Hills? Oh, no, no, I hated that show. No, I'm sorry, not The Hills, uh, MTV's Laguna Beach. Hated that show, too. Okay. <laughs> Then this will make I, I, don't, I don't like any of those ones. Good, good. This will make you feel better. So Kristen Cavallari, who uh, is known for her role in MTV's Laguna Beach, has an E-series, Very Cavallari, and uh, is famously married to and now getting divorced from uh, sideline smoking quarterback Jay Cutler. Um, basically, fans will not see their divorce play out on TV. On Tuesday, the reality star announced that her E-series, Very Cavallari, is ending after three seasons. Quote, as I start this new chapter in my life, I've decided not to continue with Very Cavallari. I've absolutely loved my time filming, and I'm so grateful to E! Entertainment for making this journey possible. To the fans, I can't thank you enough for all your support and for keeping up with me all of these years. I love you guys. 
And so uh, this is one of those divorces where uh, originally when it was announced, they came out and said, oh, it's, you know, a mutual divorce. It's very amicable. You know, we're still best friends. We've got the kids' best interests in mind and, and all of that. And you wanted to hope that that was the case. Uh, unfortunately, it turned out to be very different. And uh, Cavallari uh, ended up filing... Um, uh, grievances against him and, and says that he's lazy and and basically uh, you know she she wanted to be with him while he was a big football star he had gotten a uh, commentary contract with I want to say it was Fox it may have been CBS uh, for football and then he went back and played for the Miami Dolphins where he retired after that and uh, in any case it, it's not playing out well uh, and it's looking even worse on her. So probably the best thing that they uh, canceled that reality show. Yeah, that's very Cavallari of her. Oh, her very Cavallari attitude about the whole thing, too. <laughs> um, yeah, I wonder if the fans got to see Cavallari marry. Mm. That one's a little bit of a stretch there. <laughs> oh, I like an early morning stretch. <laughs> I do, too. But at least we got one good uh, Ryan pun first thing here in the morning. <laughs> you know I'm good for it. I'll oh. keep them coming. I shoot till I hit something, baby. Always. All right, let's move on to our next story. Um, have you seen the John Krasinski live uh, YouTube um, show, Some Good News? Basically, I've heard about it. Yeah. You know, a- we have our good news segment, so that keeps popping up, but I have not checked it out. It's wonderful. It's, uh, you know, you get John Krasinski, who's likable anyway, but, uh, you know, he talks about just that good news segments. Uh, He keeps it funny. He keeps it light. Well, despite rapping and selling his hit quarantine web series to CBS earlier this month, John Krasinski will return to host some good news. Well, some good news while chatting with the uh, with fellow the Office alum, Rain Wilson, Tuesday on Instagram Live, Krasinski explained his decision to hand off the Feel Good Show and revealed that he will still appear on a couple new episodes as host, though the faux news program is moving forward with a different lead anchor. Quote, We have a lot of really fun stuff planned, and I can't wait to dig in, Krasinski said. I'm going to be a part of it whenever I can, and I'm going to host a couple episodes and bring on a different community of people. We're really, really excited about it. Krasinski is also staying on as executive producer of Some Good News, which will debut future installments on CBS All Access. It's also expected to air on the company's linear TV channels, including Comedy Central, which is producing the show through its Comedy Central production shingle. So, uh, you know, I guess Some Good News is good news that uh, it's continuing on, and it's probably one of the better things to come out of this whole uh, coronavirus uh, quarantine. You've seen it? I have, yeah. I've seen a couple episodes of it, and it's fun. You know, it's uh, you know the kids make all of the, uh, the signs and the banners, and uh, he has a lot of fun. And obviously, if he's doing it from his home, he goes to the extra length of you know talking to one camera and then switching and talking to a different camera, even though it's you know definitely a, a low budget production. Man, I, I hope Rain Wilson hosts it from time to time. I would love to see him on there. Oh, he's a funny guy. He's my, I mean, that Dwight from The Office is, in my opinion, top three characters in TV of all time. It's just such a good character. He's a great character. I, I could never really get into The Office because even though I love Steve Carell, his uh, Michael Scott character just bugged me. And, uh, you know, I, I, 
I tried and tried and tried. I, I couldn't get into it, but I always loved Dwight. I always loved uh, Krasinski's character. And, uh, yeah, so just my It gets better. My, Michael gets better, though. That there's, I, I'm a huge Office fan, uh-huh. and so in the beginning, he is way less likable. And then they, the writers, I've, I've nerded out on YouTube videos on this. So then the mm-hmm. writers did certain things to make his character more likable, have more redeeming qualities. So over time, you, you kind of grow to love him because that's all he, he, you realize he just wants to be loved. But in the beginning, he's just a jerk and completely just mindless and doesn't, doesn't have a clue. Yeah. Anyway. That's my two cents. I could talk about The Office all day, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's the sense that I get. Maybe it's like Parks and Rec, where you're better off just starting at the beginning of season two, forgetting about season one, and and taking off from there. Give it a shot, man. Give it a shot. (laughs) I think I'm, I mean, there's so much TV to watch anyway. I know. uh, You just got HBO Max. What am I saying? I know. (laughs) All right, let's move on to our next story. I, I know you'll appreciate this one. Seattle's best are about to come together for something massive. And no, we're not talking about the 95-96 Supersonics. I don't know why they'd even bring that up. Pearl Jam. Kemp. Sean Kemp. <laughs> Pearl Jam, Dave Matthews, Brandy Carlisle, and Macklemore are some of the biggest names behind All in Washington's newly announced virtual COVID-19 relief concert that airs on June 10th. The show, also featuring Ciara and Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson, Seahawks head coach Pete Carroll, Alan Stone, Death Cab for Cuties Ben Gibbard, and others will be streamed on Twitch via Amazon Music's channel, as well as on local Seattle television stations King 5 and Kong 7. Seriously? King 5, Kong 7? Wow. Anyway, King and Kong, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe up there's... Up. Yeah, media up there's got a, uh, a real sense of humor. The money raised through the broadcast will be put towards several local organizations working on youth homelessness, food security, and other issues. All in Washington has already raised $20 million of its $65 million goal, and Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos says he will match individual donations under $1 million with a cap of $25 million in total. So, uh, yeah, some big names. Uh, just curious, Ryan, what would it sound if uh, Eddie Vedder sang a Daft Dave Matthews song? Oh. Uh, Probably not a lot different, but. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. What's Dave Matthews? It's early right now. Crash into me. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Like I said, I don't think it's much different. <laughs> no, no, not much. A little, slightly lower register. Yeah. And a, a little more. <laughs> I like when he really hits that vibrato, but I feel like it's just his chin twitching. <laughs> like he's just cold in the studio. Yeah, exactly. I think, well, Seattle, it's rainy. There you go. I like the studio cold. <laughs> Turn the heat down. If I could think of a Brandy Carlisle song, I would have recommended that, but uh, my brain's just not in that wavelength right now. So, what what would it sound like if uh, Eddie Vedder sang a Pearl Jam song? (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy's broken. I know I I overdo the chin uh, vibrato, but I just enjoy it. Hey, if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing, right? 
Exactly. Every good story deserves a little bit of embellishment. Exactly. All right. Uh, we're heading towards the end of this segment, but uh, we don't want to leave you without letting you guys know who's today's celebrity birthdays. It's my And as usual, aside from a bunch of uh, YouTube stars that uh, many people have never heard of, we've got uh, Mel B. from the Spice Girls. She turned 45, also followed famously by KFC, as we found out earlier in the week. Basketball player Carmelo Anthony is 36. Uh, wrestler Nia Jax is 36 as well. Latoya Jackson, 64. Noel Gallagher, 53. Uh, Let's see, who else do we have? Daniel Tosh, comedian, 45. Boy, looking through, not a whole lot. And then uh, Heavenly Birthdays, you've got Bob Hope and JFK, John F. Kennedy. Well, folks, uh, stick with us. When we come back, we're going to go into our regular Friday segment known as Good News, Everyone. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. We are all over social media. You can find us just about anywhere that uh, you get an internet connection. Uh, some of you are even watching us on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak, which... Uh, Every day we go live on those channels, and you can always find it in replay as well. Every night we are available on the AUN TV network. That's uh, 15 TV stations across uh, Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of me on social media, I can be found at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Ryan is available at facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. And you can locate Tony in the singularity at facebook.com forward slash tony.sanfilippo, that's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at tonysanfilippo dot 81. Nope, no dot, tony.sanfilippo 81. I'll get it right. In any case, we are into our regular Friday segment, we like to send you guys into the weekend on an up note, and it's something that we've dubbed, apparently something that uh, my system doesn't want to play yet. Let's try that again. Good news, everyone. Ah, the joys of live radio. <laughs> All right, let's get going. Uh, I'll start with my story. Uh, the headline is, One Man's New YouTube Channel Teaching dad life lessons has gone massively viral the responses are both tragic and touching in april rob kenny 55 started a youtube channel called dad how do i it features basic lessons that are stereotypically passed down from a father to a child like how to shave your face how to use a stud finder the channel grew from zeros <laughs> boy it's going to be one of those days the channel grew from zero subscribers to 400,000 in a matter of weeks. Then a series of tweets and TikToks about him and his channel went viral last week. Now he has more than two million subscribers. Kenny said he started the channel to teach life lessons he never learned from his own father, who he said walked out 
on his family when he was a child. He has received an outpouring of responses supporting his wholesome mission. People have been sharing their own stories of having needed something like this while they were growing up without father figures themselves. Kenny's life has completely changed in a week, and while he's overwhelmed, he told BuzzFeed News, he wants to try and help as many people as he can. He now has a full-fledged PR team and branded Father's Day, oh, a branded Father's Day deal with Lowe's. While he wants to manage his newfound viral fame properly, he's exploring typical influencer business deals to see how he can boost his channel, spread his message, and potentially help people financially. Kenny, whose father, uh, who is the father of two adult kids and lives outside of Seattle, said he started making YouTube videos after his 27-year-old daughter would call him with countless adulting questions. Quote, every day she was calling me and I thought, what do other people do when they don't have that resource? So I joked I would record some quick videos to show people how to do stuff. His daughter then suggested he posted them to YouTube, where she then cross-promoted to various Facebook groups she was a part of. He said he initially got 300 followers from the groups. When people then posted it to bigger Facebook kindness groups and Reddit threads, his subscriber count jumped to 10,000. Kenny said there is no social media plan, and he's still trying to figure that out uh, on the many platforms. Other than uh, the help of his daughter's promotion, he thinks the massive growth has been almost entirely organic. Now, the thing is, he is getting an outpouring of people who are reaching out and really congratulating him on what he is doing. Uh, one tweeter said, you know, oh, this makes me emotional. My dad walked out when I was 19, but he was gone emotionally long before that. These are the things my mom taught me instead because it was important. I don't miss my dad, but I miss the dad I could have had, the dad who did this stuff with me. Another tweeter said, NGL. Seeing this brought me to tears. My dad walked out on me when I was 11 and barely taught me anything. This is so damn sweet, it's overwhelming. I want to give this man a hug. So, I mean, even though there's those of us like yourself, Ryan, and me who have wonderful dads in our lives, you know, there's many who don't. And uh, this YouTube channel is worth checking out, worth subscribing to. Again, it's called Dad, How Do I? And uh, like I said, it's something you definitely want to find and then uh, i'm going to be posting it on our facebook page so facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio so that way if you want a, a quick resource to how to get to it uh it'll be there for you that's great man sounds like a really really good guy and that's how technology is being utilized to connect people you know like the the way we're doing this right now we're on zoom and people just using it to do positive things in the world i always love to hear those kind of stories yeah with as many internet trolls and terrible things that the internet's being used for there are just as many good things that uh, are like this that are out there yep and let's focus on those exactly and that <laughs> was my good news everyone oh thank god that worked <laughs> all right I, I got one too can i read it go for it all right man so after weeks of struggling to make ends meet, hairstylist surprised with $2,500 tip from walk-in customer. Wow. A 32-year-old hairstylist was left crying tears of joy after a walk-in customer surprised her and her co-workers with a hefty tip for their services. Ilzia Novotny, a stylist at the barbershop, the University of Denver, shout out Tony, has been struggling to make ends meet since the salon closed amidst the novel coronavirus lockdowns two months ago. Although her regular custom, 
customers had been sending her Venmo payments to support her during the closures, the single mother had been forced to negotiate special arrangements for the rent and utility bills at her home in Aurora, Colorado. Since the barbershop recently reopened, the public was the pub, uh, to the public with strict sanitary and social distancing guidelines in place, Novotny was finally able to return to work earlier this month. She had just been finish, fi finishing up a busy Saturday shift last week when a man walked in for a haircut. As Novotny trimmed his hair, they chatted about baseball, Colorado, and the dif difficulties of making it through the quarantine. After Novotny finished the job and started sweep sweeping up the floors, the man settled his bill with the receptionist, but before he left the store, he made a puzzling parting comment. Quote, just so you know, he told her, it's just, uh, it's not a mistake. Minutes later, the salon's tearful receptionist ran over to her station and told her that the man had tipped her $2,500. Not only that, he had given $500 to the receptionist, $1,000 to the general manager, and $1,800 to be divided amongst the shop's 18 employees. Wow. Altogether, he left $5,800 in tips. I cried, Novotny told the Denver Post. I'm a single mother. It's been rough the last few months not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing when we might reopen so I could get back to work. Floyd's Barbershop has since shared the heartwarming story with national news outlets, and social media pages as a means of showing their gratitude to the anonymous benefactor. The support we've been seeing or since being those days too, buddy. <laughs> the the support we've seen since being able to reopen some of our shops where regulations allow has been astounding. This is just one great story from one of our Denver shops, wrote the shops facebook page thank you to our communities for supporting us during this time you know it's one of those things where you know at least here in nevada uh most businesses are reopening today the casinos mm. are reopening on june 4th uh i expect to see things go back to a little bit of of what we saw before obviously there's you know guidelines social distancing but you know the independent contractors the the salon owners the stylists they've been hit really hard by this whole thing and knowing that there's good people out there who will come in and and help support people not even emotionally but financially uh it just goes to show that you know when the uh, s hits the fan uh we don't expect the walking dead to start taking place it's more people stepping up and doing good kind things absolutely yeah yep. So I, I would certainly say that that was good news, everyone. But, uh, you know, folks, if you have good news stories that you come across, feel free to share them to our Facebook page. You know, we, we love hearing these. We love sharing these. And, uh, you know, as always on Fridays, you know, it, it's a nice little pick me up headed into the weekend. Uh, you know, get things started off on the right note. And, uh, you know, it, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, people are out there doing good things and that they should be rewarded for doing exactly that. Well, we are headed into our next break. It is the last break of the first hour, but we got plenty ahead. And our segment next is uh, Lawyers Who Find Divorce Hilarious. So uh, we'll see what that entails. Check you guys out on the other side. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. 
visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And I certainly love it when our announcer's message lines up with the message that I'm about to say. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. And as he mentioned, you can find our show on replay. So if you missed a portion of the show, uh, you want to catch up on an earlier show, head over to americamatters.us, click on the shows and podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can get just about everything you need there. Or if you have a specific podcast channel that you like to get your content from, we're available just about anywhere. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, so many more. While you're there, please be sure to subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, as always, sharing is caring. Now with this next segment, uh, you know, I, I, I know Ryan somewhat you know obviously uh he comes to us by way of uh, a mutual well his sister and our mutual friend jenny and uh so i guess my question to you ryan is have you previously been married at all are you divorced uh yeah <laughs> interesting <laughs> see i learned something new about my co-host today yeah i uh i was married uh for about a year and uh yeah, been divorced. <laughs> and was was the divorce and you don't have to go into details, but was the divorce fairly easy? Was it convoluted? Uh, you know, was there a lot that you had to go through? As far as divorces go, it was I would say fairly easy. Obviously, it's never easy parting ways. Right. Uh with someone and uh it was li- it was in Brazil when I lived in Brazil. Interesting. Was it a Brazilian uh, girl? It was. Yep. Very cool. Well, uh, I was also married uh, for about 10 years myself, got divorced, and uh, again, pretty straightforward. You know, very few complications. You know, there wasn't a whole lot that we had to deal with. Obviously, we've got two kids, so that was probably the biggest thing. But uh, the reason I ask is that uh, lawyers are coming out and uh, giving some of their better divorce stories, and uh, there are some doozies. So I'm going to run down some of the the better ones that I came across and uh, just get your thought, Ryan. So uh, this first one is nice and short. Uh, My cousin divorced his wife because after his wife's father murdered two people in a robbery gone wrong, she defended him and harassed the victim's family over Facebook. Do you think that was a warranted divorce? Yeah, absolutely. She sounds like a terrible person. I mean, I can understand defending your father on some level, depending but harassing the victim's family, the defense of it was already a lot. And then the harassing the victim's family, a bridge too far. Wow. That is uh yes. Warranted a divorce. I would, I would say she doesn't sound like a very good person. No, not at all. It sort of goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show about doubling down. You know, like you said, uh, defending him is one thing. Uh, especially if he hadn't been uh, found guilty quite yet. But, I mean, harassing the victim's family, way to double down and and just drive people away. All right, this next one. My client was the outrageous one, so my heart went out to his poor wife. He had OCD, which manifested primarily financially, so he made their lives a penny-pinching hell. Examples. He was obsessed with avoiding unnecessary driving wear and tear on the car, gas expenses, so he cut the whole family's hair at home and never let them eat at a restaurant or go to the movies. Weirdest of all, 
He kept one toilet paper roll on him at all times, and you had to get one square from him before you could go to the bathroom. He never gave more than one square. The wife finally got fed up and left him when, one, he gave her bangs during an in-home haircut, and two, their daughter was so tra- traumatized by the toilet paper thing, they couldn't potty train her. Um, wow. <laughs> wow. That's, yeah, I, that doesn't sound, sound like a, a fun environment. No, and I don't know about you, Ryan, but uh, one square of toilet paper certainly wouldn't do the job. <laughs> I'm a baby wipe guy. <laughs> <laughs> no man that's what was like oh i i how did i know toilet paper I, as soon as you started talking about his penny pinching ways i was like toilet paper is going to come into play at some point i knew it <laughs> that's a thing that's the thing amongst i remember watching a show back in the day it was like one of those old talk shows jenny jones or ricky lake or something and it was about very frugal people and this one dad he would take the two ply and he would set personally separate oh one ply from the other <laughs> to save cash. That's, you just have to use more. Yeah. Well, and I don't know why it's always toilet paper. You know, in this whole coronavirus thing, you know, the first thing people did was hoarded toilet paper. Like, you know, coronavirus was affecting the other end. But uh, uh, just quick quick side note, uh, Ryan, are you a roll-around-the-hand type of guy or are you a bunch-up sort of guy? Um. Well, I am a baby wipe guy, but I'm a bunch up guy too. If I am, you know, using toilet paper, <laughs> and soon we're all going to be uh, three seashells sorts of guys. Yeah, no, I think the the listeners are learning a lot about <laughs> about me today. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the joy of live radio, you know. It's, yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. If we didn't it's bring right. our personal lives into it, uh, it wouldn't be quite as much fun. Exactly. It's all right. I'm. I'm I'm happy to share about my uh, bathroom habits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. I do my student practice at my family's law firm. A young woman filed for a divorce because her husband drank one beer during weekdays after a day of work. The guy wasn't violent, doing drugs or anything like that. He was just a normal, polite guy who liked to have a cold one after 10-hour shift. They were a very good couple and argue so rarely that this woman's friends told her to write down everything he did to upset her and reread it every day so she had reasons to be angry about it. My mom, the lawyer, set the woman straight, told her he was just doing what all guys do and to find herself new friends instead of ones ready to sabotage their marriage. I think we all have friends that uh, are are so jealous of what you may have that uh, you know they're they're willing to you know, sort of intercede and, and try to find out why, why you're not as miserable as they are. We either ha- all have those friends or all have those ex-friends. Well, <laughs> and they're better ex-friends uh, than they are. Li- life's too short. Life's too short for that noise. You know, it's uh, I'm a I'm a quality over quantity type of guy, and there's some there's some of those folks I've encountered in my life, and um, you know, they don't they don't get to stick around for the long haul. Yeah, and if you are one of those friends, take a look at yourself. We don't need that. That's right. When you point when you're pointing at someone, you got what do they say? Three fingers point back at yourself. <laughs> the mantra for Karen. this Friday. Karen. <laughs> oh, I can't wait till I finish compiling the Karen stories. There's so many, so many. Good oh, ones. really? Oh, I can't wait. We need a so we got a Karen segment. 
It's coming up. You know, unfortunately, there's nobody who's compiled them yet, not like this list. So uh, just as I come across them, I've been putting them together. And uh, eventually, I'll have enough for, uh, you know, a 12-minute segment. But uh, continuing on with our uh, divorce lawyer, uh, you know, funny stories. Here's one. Uh, he got drunk at the wedding. She did not like it and decided to divorce him right after the honeymoon, which she went to without him. Moreover, this was all an elaborate scheme of divorce robbery. Because the guy was loaded, and so was his entire family. They were loaded because they were a family of excellent lawyers, and he was a third-generation lawyer with all the smarts and experience of his predecessors combined. Let's just say it didn't go well for her. Uh, I don't think she thought that one through. <laughs> wow. Try to get one over on a, on a lawyer? And she, and she couldn't even write it out for a year? She couldn't write it out, she couldn't write it out for the honeymoon. For a day. She went yeah, on the no, honeymoon she, by herself. Yeah, she did not think that through. She should have rode that out. Anna Nicole Smith wrote it out. <laughs> did did she write it out till the guy died, or uh, did she divorce hey, him she before? She did write it out. She wrote it out till he died. <laughs> oh, I, I always love her line, you know, uh, I give it two thumbs up, and if I had more thumbs up, I'd give it more thumbs up. <laughs> She was a gem. She was an she absolute was a gem. gem. It was pretty sad to watch what happened to her. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Here's another story for you. Divorce guy here. I divorced my ex-wife because she decided to be a super Christian that spent hours each day lying on the floor speaking in tongues. Also, she would have random conversations with former deceased relatives while doing mundane activities. The final straw was when I came home from work and my two-year-old daughter was in the fireplace eating ashes two feet away from her while she laid on the floor, uh, laid on the ground chanting and speaking it in her made-up language. Uh, you know, there's nothing against religion. Obviously, we live in America where freedom religion is a right. But when you start putting your kids in danger, and uh, it sounds more like a mental health issue than it was um, you know, somebody who was just trying to practice their religion. Yeah, that's what did it for me. The ash, eat it. When your kids start falling by the wayside and they're in the fireplace eating ashes, that's... Uh, it's never good. It's never good. All right, never here, good. Here's one that's a little lighter and, uh, uh, well, hold your breakfast. I, I wouldn't take that bite of cereal just yet. <laughs> I knew a couple who got divorced after the wife walked in on her husband who was rubbing poop from their baby's diaper all over his body. Hmm. Let let that sink in for a second. Oh, what? I pooped my pants. <laughs> Is that the story? That's the story. Yep. That's it. Oh, I, I if I, I mean, I've heard enough. Yeah. If I were her, I would have walked straight down to the uh, lawyer's office to get that divorce as well. That's uh, that's just about the grossest thing that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. I. <laughs> I, I thought uh, letting your kid eat ashes was bad. No, no. That's about as bad as it gets. You stepped it up, Christian. Thanks for uh, saving that doozy for the end. <laughs> was that the last one? <laughs> well, we're headed into the break, but I'm going to leave you this with this one. It's short and sweet okay. and just about sums it up. After two days of being married, the husband said, I just didn't like her anymore. 
Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a difference two days makes. <laughs> exactly. As they say. As they do say. All right. We're headed into our long break. We've got uh, news at the top of the hour. But when we come back, we're going to be getting into our call-in topic about odd rituals that other cultures would find a little strange. Folks, don't go anywhere. Uh, go ahead and take that pee break, and we'll see you guys on the other side. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Lip Biscuit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Welcome back to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. We are into the second hour of the show. We are into the home stretch of the week, but uh, we still have so much good content for you, including our Ask Me Anything, our inaugural Ask Me Anything segment with our special guest expert, men's health and fitness expert, Joshua Grainer. And so uh, you won't want to miss that one at the bottom of the hour, but right now it's time to hear from you guys, the listeners. We want uh, you to get involved. Give us a call. That number is 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. At the end of this segment, when we open the phone lines up on the topic that we are about to cover, that number is toll-free from anywhere in the world, so you can give us a call, and it'll be on our dime. But uh, again, that number, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. And our call-in topic today are odd cultural rituals that other cultures might find a little odd things that you do in your day-to-day that uh, somebody from another country uh, another planet came and, and started just observing you they would find very strange now ryan is our resident world traveler he's been uh, many places including australia brazil as we found out earlier and uh, i would assume that when you got to each of those places they had some strange things that uh, you found but i think moreover they probably saw you as a little odd with some of the things you were doing, right? No, I'm not odd at all <laughs> in any way. Yes, if, if this show is proof of that, uh, I would say uh, that wouldn't hold up in court. <laughs> that would not hold up in court, uh, much like the lady who tried to uh, run game on the lawyer. Right. <laughs> him the day after uh, <laughs> their wedding. No, I, yeah, I think I I've always well I think how easily I sunburnt in Brazil would have been one. Um, <laughs> yeah, we we're not the uh, the you know, we're we're on the fairer skin. I'm just like yeah. you. I'm, Let's yeah, I'm I'm fair. I'm fairly I tr- fair. I turn this lobster before I turn. <laughs> actually, a white T-shirt. <laughs> Uh, what about observations you made of the other cultures? Were there things that they did differently that were just uh, very strange to you? Well, Brazilians like to have a really good time. 
and I I just found it really nice to uh, see how much they like to party. <laughs> well, and that that's pretty common. A lot of uh, across a lot of different Western civilizations in Europe, you know, they take time off. They they take naps in the middle of the day. They take long vacations. It's only here in the U.S. that we work ourselves to death. It's yeah, it's true. They work hard there. I've just never seen people so happy to party. <laughs> Car Carnival was an experience. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. It's it's sheer joy. Now there's some craziness that happens as well, but it's uh, it's a lot of happy people having a really good time. Yeah, and we have our fair share of good parties. I mean, Mardi Gras is always a, a huge draw each year, but uh, you know, compared to something I've had, like Carnival, I've had wonderful. I've had wonderful times here <laughs> as well. You know, some of the other things um, I like. You know what I I liked is is how much food you can get on the beach there. You can. I've. I know it sounds funny, but I've had actually really delicious sushi on the beach. On the beach. Huh. Yeah, because they they have so many vendors there up and down the beach. You can get anything. You can get anything, and uh, yeah, it's pretty. I really enjoyed that aspect. My only problem with eating anything at the beach is it always becomes crunchy. You, there's always sand that gets in there, and um, that's not the most enjoyable enjoyable sandwiches experience. sandwiches literal sandwiches <laughs> uh, a couple other things that uh, americans do that sort of just confound uh other cultures you know we drink coffee on the go you know we get our coffee we're running to our jobs we're, we're always busy in other cultures they sit down they enjoy their coffee and uh really make an event of it uh, we also use single colored currency if you've noticed money from other uh parts of the world you know, different denominations have different colors. Makes it a little bit easier to identify, and then you don't get the mix-up of, uh, you know, for a two ninety-nine something or other, you accidentally gave them a fifty-dollar bill. Yeah, it's true. In uh, Australia and Brazil, they both uh, have colored, colored, different colored money, which does make it easier. That's racist. <laughs> no, it's, it's no, it's not. No, I know. <laughs> Uh, here in the U.S., we supersize everything, you know, uh, you know, and, and we don't help but promote it as well. You know, anytime you go through a drive-through, you know, would you like to supersize that? Would you like the large one? Just who we are. It's it's what we do. Big uh, portions. Exactly. Speaking of portions, we customize restaurant orders. I guess in other parts of the world, you order what's on the menu and you get what you get. Here it's like, yeah, I'd like the uh, the the salmon confit, but instead of confit, I would like risotto. Instead of salmon, I would like chicken. You know, and and we just accept it. Yeah, sometimes we accept it. I uh, I've <laughs> I've seen some really picky order. People I've been with at restaurants and they're so picky, changing so much. I was at a cafe in Brooklyn and this waitress was not having it. She was so annoyed. <laughs> I <laughs> this was amazing though. When you go to restaurants in different parts of the country, you know, especially like greasy spoon diners, you really get to uh to see the the flair of the accents come out. We were talking about Alex Trebek at this uh table at this diner in Brooklyn. And the waitress comes over and she goes, Alex Trebek, is he still working? I thought he would have retired by now. <laughs> <And it> was, 
<laughs> I was like, yes. And then in Boston, who ordered the eggs over hat? <laughs> it, it is strange that we have so many accents for different parts of the country. Um, but, I mean, you could say the same thing about the U.K., I mean, based on where you're at. and, and For sure. Uh, and in some much smaller distances there. It is. Because, yeah, it seems like you go... 30 kilometers, I don't know if they use miles. That was no, they terrible. use kilometers. <laughs> no, bloody 30 kilometers, the accent changes completely. <laughs> well, and even here, you know, you have a southern accent, but you have different variations of the southern accent. You have the southern Georgian and the southern, you know, Alabama and the southern Texan. And yeah, it's true. It's true. But I just do this one. This is a blanket for all of them. I just do this and I'm from Texas. I'm from Georgia. Alabama, Florida. You, I just think I just think it's this. You know who, everything. You know but who, it's true. You know who else is? Carol. Carol. Carol Baskin. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Another thing we do uh, is gestures. You know, in uh, other parts of the world, you give somebody a thumbs up. It it's not the Chuck Norris. It is uh, actually insulting them, similar to giving them the middle finger, or like in the UK, you know, the two fingers. And so, uh, you know, it is strange the 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 differences in in cultures and the things that we find completely normal in our everyday lives that other people just find absolutely strange. And that's where we want you to chime in. Give us a call. We're about to open the phone lines, 844-790-8255. That's 844-790-8255. Give us a call. Let us know what you've observed that uh, you know we do that, that might just be a little strange to other people around the world. And, uh, yeah, we're going to have fun with it. And uh, don't go anywhere. Let's get those phone lines lit up. Don't be shy. And we'll see you guys in just a couple minutes. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. This is the point of the show where uh, Ryan and I shut up and we just listen to you guys, the callers, on whatever our call-in topic is. Still waiting for some people to call in, so uh, the segment is... Odd cultural cultural things that uh, you've noticed that we do uh, either personally or as a society or in the U.S. that uh, other people might just find a little strange, a little odd. That call-in number, go ahead and call in right now, 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Again, toll-free from anywhere in the world. So if you are in another country and you are just thinking, you know, those Americans do things just ass backwards, Give us a call right now. Again, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Now, we were talking over the break uh, you know, about some of the other things that we do. And Ryan mentioned about uh, meals and uh, that in Brazil, their biggest meal of the day is lunch, correct? That's right. Yeah. They, they would actually laugh at me. They'd be like, what do you, what do you eat for lunch in, in the States? A sandwich? Because there, it's it's generally a big, yeah, big meal in the middle of the day, and then a lighter dinner. Um, obviously, that would change if you you know maybe go to a restaurant for dinner. But on the day to day, a lunch would be a big meal: rice, beans, meat, salad, and a fresh juice 
I used to get all that for like oh, three good. bucks. It was amazing. That's a hell of a Delici- deal. Delicious. Have this Brazilian grandmother. She would just have a little restaurant on the side of her house. Go over there and just, yeah, get down. Homemade hot sauce. The food is like delicious. And tons of fruits you've never even seen. They'll have a list of like 15 different fruit juices that you could choose from. And <clears throat> yeah, that was another thing. All the different fruits. I love that. I, I, we're so limited by what we have here. And of course, you know, when you go out and you order something like orange juice, you know, most of the time it's made from that powder water mix. That's just disgusting. But, uh, you know, it's just the way we do things around here. And as far as lunches go here in America, you know, I, I fall into this category. You know, lunch is sort of an afterthought. I, I usually have a protein bar just to keep me going. And then uh, my big meal of the day is usually dinner. So Yeah, but you're a hardworking man. You're in there running shows all day. I am. I sometimes have to wait many hours before I even get a bathroom break. So that that's all. By the fun. way. By the way, they're doing construction apparently right outside of uh, the studio here, and uh, they have a, sounds like they're grinding metal. So I, I hope that's not picking up too much. But uh, right on, guys. Yeah, yeah grind, grind that metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait to wait till the uh, the show was done. But uh, it's um, boy, I lost my train of thought. So I'm just going to move on. But we do want you to call in again. Chime in eight four four seven nine zero talk eight four four seven nine zero eighty two fifty five. Don't be shy. We had a full range of callers yesterday. Just need one at this point. But uh, something else we do that uh, actually I've always found very strange is you know for baseball fans we hold something every year called the World Series. Problem <laughs> is that uh, aside from a single Canadian team. <laughs> They're all U.S. teams, so why call it a World Series? We're the best in the world here, America. <laughs> There's no need for those other that. countries. That was, always, that was always weird to me. I'm like, World Series? And then I was like, but this is America. And then I was like, oh, yeah, all right, all right, well, World Series. We do what we want. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and the thing is, you know, baseball is huge in places like uh, Japan and Korea. Um, right. You know, even South America have, uh, or like the Dominican Republic. But, oh, uh, yeah. you know, we are, we're obsessed with uh, everything America and, uh, you know, just, you know, our ego that uh, we have to have a World Series made up of nothing but American teams. So, And you know what's funny about that is li- Little League got it right. They do the Little League World Series, and it's uh, actually teams from all over the world. It is, and it's actually very exciting to watch. It is. They, Little Little League was like, World Series, let's get other teams from around the wor- world. Whoa. <laughs> what? It's a novel idea. It's a, revel- it's a revelation. Yeah, even Little League was like, no, that's not right. <laughs> Imagine if it was the World Series, Little League World Series. It was like. Florida against Georgia. <laughs> we we're the champs of the world. Right. We beat Florida in a 250 miles, you know, radius of the world. Of the world. Yep. Yeah. You know what else we do? What else do we do? We write you know, when we write the date, we write the month first. We do a lot of things backwards when it comes to writing. Yeah, yeah. We, we write the month first, which nobody else in the world does. Uh, we are the only country that uses the, um, not the metric system, but the imperial system. So Let's call it the standard system, because it's standard. Right, right. And everybody should be doing what we're doing. 
<laughs> yeah, the mile. Yeah. 5,280 5, feet. That makes a lot of sense. Nice, A nice round number there. Super round, you know. Yeah, the metric, it's, it's all broken down in 100s, but... <laughs> It's too easy. Let's complicate things. America. <laughs> Here's one for you. When you think fall and you think food, what is the food that comes to mind when... Pumpkin. Uh, absolutely. We do <laughs> pumpkin everything. Pumpkin spice, pumpkin-flavored lattes, pumpkin-flavored zucchinis, and pumpkin-flavored cotton candy. Um, we love our pumpkin. I Seriously, if I don't get a pumpkin latte and like the next five minutes i'm literally gonna health the line <laughs> and i i won't deny that it's good um i uh, i look forward to costco's pumpkin muffins every year mm. which are oh, I enjoy, my favorite pie is pumpkin pie made by my grandmother carol wink with homemade whipped cream it is a delight i, I do love me some some things pumpkin but there is a lot of girls out there that is kind of love about it <laughs> I don't know. Pumpkin pie for me is like, um, oh, what's that? Uh, why can't I think Mustard. of the, the nut? No, what's the, the nut pie? Oh, hazelnut. Not hazelnut. Um, pecan oh, pie. Pecan. Yeah, I, I can't do either of them. Mostly my issue is that they both look like they sweat. <laughs> have you ever noticed do you have, that? Uh, do, you have, do you have a sweat phobia, bro? I don't know. It's... You look at a pumpkin or a pecan pie, and it's it, it looks like it is an overweight guy hitting the gym for the first time in five years. I don't know, man. I uh, I I never thought that before, but may, I don't think I'm going to be able to not see it now that I when I look at them. But I'm still I'll eat that sweaty pie all day. <laughs> well, we I'm know f- eat a sweaty pie. <laughs> okay. Never thought I'd say that. On live radio. There's a but, euphemism if I've ever heard one before. Oh, God. <laughs> well, we know from our Monday uh, food segment uh, that Ryan will put just about anything in his mouth. So Right. Uh, I'm a very adventurous eater. He is. I had alligator once. Alligator's delicious. I had it in New Orleans. Yeah. I'd, I'd do it again. Gator's good. Gator is I like, good. Uh, they make a, uh, a dish in Brazil called buchada. And it's basically the innards of a goat inside of the stomach. And uh, I used to eat that like, like a boss. Well, <laughs> if I'm adventurous, man. What can I say? If it's ever served to me, I, I will happily pass it along to you. You know, I'm, I'm not the pickiest eater. I, you know, I can be kind of picky. But, uh, you know, n- nothing Tony level, you know, where it's just uh, meat, cheese, ketchup, and bun when it comes to a hamburger. There's a there's a uh, Filipino dish I think it's called belut or something like that and it's a duck egg with the duck and fetus in there had that too mm. boy yep it's, it's delicious especially in the microwave Ooh. zap it and flap it you know what I'm saying <laughs> I I don't know about going into this break if if I'm ready for a, for a nice traditional American breakfast or if I want to go uh, hurl into the porcelain throne. But uh, we are headed into the break. And when we come back, we have our very first Ask Me Anything segment with men's health and fitness expert Joshua Grainer joining us. So uh, stay tuned. You won't want to miss it.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. Uh, We have set up the Phoenix line. It is a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line that uh, you can call, leave a message about anything. You can talk about uh, even our previous call-in topic about uh, strange cultural oddities that we have here in the U.S. or or something that uh, you just find is a strange routine that you do in your daily basis. If you want to call, leave a message. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 if you don't like dealing with the alphanumeric characters. Leave a message. Keep it entertaining. We'll put them all together and play them in a future segment. Now, joining us now, I, I hope he was able to get the uh, the audio working, is uh, men's health and fitness expert Joshua Grainer. Uh, can you hear me, Josh? Yeah, I got you now. Ah, there we go. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good, good. Appreciate you joining us. This is our inaugural Ask Me Anything segment, and we solicited questions from the audience on uh, you know things that relate to your expertise, which is men's health and fitness. Before we get into those questions, give us a little bit about uh, your background, where you're at, and then uh, obviously the sort of strange road that uh, I know you took to get there. Yeah, sure. So I live in Ashland, Oregon, and uh, I started this. Um, I was in the military for ten years. I, I was actually there in, in, uh, in Nevada, working there at the uh, 421st Regional Training Institute as their chief medical officer, as their uh, medical officer in charge. And um, yeah, you know, I, I wanted to go into medicine uh, since I was a kid. And uh, you know, once I graduated, once I finished my graduate studies, um, I really focused in on veterans' issues and. and working in uh, pain management and addiction primarily, and uh, mental health as well. And one of the commonalities that I saw working with most of these men who were coming in with chronic uh, debilitating back pain, neck pain, um, uh, and also, uh, you know, depression, and they're, they're struggling with addiction and, and, and uh, overuse of pain medication. PTSD. PTSD, yeah, all those different things, is that their general health was really lacking. You know, and, and so then when, when I started digging a little bit deeper, I realized that for men, you know, we've got primary care providers, which a lot of times just could be a physician's assistant, sometimes a nurse practitioner, rarely ever medical doctor. And, uh, and then we've got this whole slew of, of different um, specialists. Like if, if you have a heart problem, you're going to go see a cardiologist. Uh, if you have a nerve pain, you're going to go see a neurologist. Um, you know, if, if, you, if you've got diabetes, you're going to go see somebody else. So the, you've got all these different specialists that specialize in disease, but nobody that really focuses in and asks the question, what does it take to be a healthy man, you know, at, at age 30 and, and, and beyond when, when, our, when our metabolism begins to decline and when we begin to undergo oxidative stress? Mm-hmm. So I was actually um, sitting in, in, in the, in the barber shop. Um, and I was having this conversation with my barber as he was cutting my hair and we were talking about how this is such a problem. And he's like, well, why don't you solve it? Why don't you be a man's health specialist? Because it, you know, really when it comes down to, it, we only have one specialist for men and it's a proctologist, which is a butt doctor. Right. I, I would, I would venture to say that men are more than butts and prostates. And well, depends on the man. Depends on the man. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's, so I started a practice with it with another fellow doctor of mine um, called Men's Vital Health here in Ashland, Oregon. And I also started an online coaching business uh, where I help men 
to make the changes in their life necessary in order to improve their longevity, in order to improve their health span, uh, in, order, in order to help to increase strength, reduce belly fat, and um, you know, avoid things like diabetes and cardiometabolic disease. Right. And, you know, we were talking about it in the show yesterday that men in general, and especially myself and, and the co-hosts on the show, you know, we're sort of apprehensive to go to the doctor about every little thing, you know, unless we are, as I put it, bleeding profusely. Um, we're not really willing to go in, which could be a potential problem. That's right. Yeah. You know, and when, so the, one of the things I thought was really interesting is that, you know, this barber's cutting my hair. And from his perspective, because he had a non-medical perspective, he just knew that a lot of men were coming in, you know, and, and saying, you know, I've got this thing going on with this. I got this, you know, I don't know who to talk to. Right. And, you know, and when he, and when he gets down to it, he was like, you know, what is one of the reasons why men are not seeing the physician? It's because the environment's, the environment's all wrong. You know, imagine you go into a doctor's office and they're playing ESPN and they've got a bunch of magazines and, and media that is specific for men. And, um, you know, the, when you talk to the physician, he really understands what you're going through from both a personal perspective and, and professional perspective. And it's not just a roll of the dice if you get a man or a woman, if they're going to be a PA or a medical doctor or a naturopath. You right. got to choose who it is that you want to see. Right. And it's a whole health approach as opposed to just the part of the body that's being affected. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's get into some of the questions. I want to start off actually with my question. Um, I've heard a lot recently about the benefits to men of the carnivore diet, basically just a high meat intake. And uh, are there benefits to that and are there uh, downfalls to it as well? Okay. Yeah. So the, you know, so my, my other, my other degree besides natural medicine is also in uh, nutrition. So I've got a degree in nutrition as well. Um, I'm an avid, uh, you know, I, I, I study nutrition. I think about it a lot. Um, I honestly believe that the, the primary benefit of the carnivore diet is not necessarily what's being included as, as far as the meat, but what's being excluded. So a lot of times when people are focusing primarily on meat, what are they not eating? They're not eating simple sugars. They're not eating um, simple carbohydrates. Processed you know, sugars. Yeah, exactly. They, they, a lot of times they're not going to be, you know, going and just grabbing a hamburger and getting fast food. They're not getting all, you're not eating all these processed foods, right? A meat is considered a whole food. Um, a meat, a meat is extremely nutrient dense. It has, has a great calorie profile, has a great amino acid profile. There are quite a few nutrients in it, but I think the downfall in it is that, um, you know, and it's not going to be the cholesterol. It's not going to be the fat and things like that that people think about. It's going to be the lack of what's referred to as phytonutrients. So these are the nutrients that are found in plants. Okay. So, yeah. And if, and if you don't get enough of those, then the, the effect over time is going to be detrimental. And the thing about this carnivore diet is it's relatively new for this industrial uh, situation that we're in in, in, the, in the modern age. And we don't have enough data. We don't have enough time with a specific diet in order to see its benefits. But a lot of men are losing weights and, and you know, gaining muscle mass, and it makes sense. But I don't think it's a good long-term diet. Interesting. All right. Moving on to our next question from Hans. What exercise regime should a 60 to 70-year-old male do to maintain muscle tone? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. So it's not just a matter of maintaining muscle tone um, as far as skeletal muscle, right? Our, you know, our, our biceps and, and, our, and our chest and our legs and things like that. One of the most important muscles for, for somebody, especially 
uh, after the age of 60 is our heart muscle. So, so we'll, we'll divide this into two different things. One is doing what's called um, phase two or stage two training, which is a type of aerobic exercise that you engage in for 45 minutes to 60 minutes, about four times per day, where you're elevating your heart rate twice of what it normally would be at, at its resting state. And you're just right at the edge of, where, of, of exertional force, so where you can you can still talk, but you're breaking a sweat. So this is you know kind of like those th- like those uh, you know th- those memes that we see of old ladies power walking. They really they were onto something, right? So that's that's the first one is is getting that that um, that phase two or uh, type two um, aerobic exercise, and then the other one is high intensity interval training. If you do like a full body high intensity interval training especially on an elliptic or an airdyne or an attack bike, where you're using your upper body and your lower body. You're going for about 15 to 20 minutes and you're periodizing. So you're, you're hitting it hard for about 30 to 45 seconds. And then you're, you're taking a break for about 30 to 45 seconds. And you do that for about 15 to 20 minutes. The combination of those two exercises, the statistics, there's so much research that shows that you're going to lose belly fat. You're going to, you're going to moderate your cholesterol. You're going to increase the, um, the uh, uh, cognitive abilities and you can add years onto your life just by doing those two exercises well i'm sure that that applies to people who just don't fall into that 60 to 70 year old age bracket but uh, men of any age right of course yeah but you know the thing is 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 one of the things that that you come up against as you age especially if you haven't been conditioning your body right is having different types of joint issues arthritis tendonitis bursitis and things like that so if a guy gets into the gym and they start doing some heavy weights and they start doing deadlift, they don't have the right form, technique, or they haven't done the, 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 the 12 to 18 months of conditioning that it takes to condition the joints, and you start packing on muscle, mm-hmm. you're going to hurt the joints. And, and, it, and when, you, when, you, when you age, it's a lot harder to recover from that type of stress. That makes sense. All right, let's move on to our next question from Ray. Do men really go through male menopause? You know... I would say yes, it, and, and basically, it's, you know, we, we can't really call it menopause because menopause refers to menstruation, right? Right. So instead, I call it menopause. <laughs> yes, I'm glad you said that. I was, I was like, menopause. It's right there. Please say it. <laughs> yeah. So, and you know, when we when we look at women who have menopause, one of the major things that they're going through is a change in the metabolism and a change in their hormone profile, and. With men, the same thing happens. Right around 45 to 50 years of age, we start to produce significantly less testosterone growth hormone than we did before. Um, It is uh, assumed that our cognitive uh, function begins to decline. We have um, less tolerance of stress, specifically temperature stress. This is one of the reasons why you see a lot of men, once they reach 50, sometimes 60 years old, they have to, they, they, they're more sensitive to, to heat and to cold and exercise tolerance goes down as well, right? So those are all hallmarks of female menopause and men go through something very similar as well. Now, just like female menopause, there are lifestyle things that you can do to offset the effects of that. So it's not as drastic. You can basically protract or prolong the effects of that. And for men, it's the same way. For men, it, it, by, by eating the, the right diet, by learning how to manage or master their stress, how to become immune to stress, um, by engaging in, 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 in appropriate levels of sleeping and getting, getting good rest and recovery, we can decrease the decline in our mitochondrial function, 
which is one of the things that is underlying both male and female hormonal imbalance. Oh, that's great information. And then with the time left, uh, I wanted to hit one more question. Uh, Kevin asks, what can men do with health and diet to prevent sexual dysfunction, if anything? Yeah, so there's, there's, there's quite a bit. So a lot of sexual dysfunction, um, and, and we're, you know, there's a lot of different components of it, but related specifically to nutrition is what we're, is, is blood flow. If a person is eating too many simple sugars, too many carbohydrates, and not enough foods that contain naturally occurring antioxidants, things like our blueberries, things like broccoli, things like kale and squash and things like that, what happens is, is you begin to, and the, and the, the small blood vessels that go into the penis and go in around the soft tissue around the prostate, the small little micro blood vessels that go in there, they can become clogged, they can become um, they get atherosclerosis, they can become scarred as a result of damage, which will, which will result in erectile dysfunction. So if you reverse those, those dietary trends, if you tend towards maybe, maybe go for intermittent fasting, try a carnivore diet for, for a certain period of time, um, move towards a more modified paleolithic diet um, or modified ketogenic diet, um, things like that. Those are things that you can do to actually re, uh, you can regenerate the blood vessels around the genitals, and it, but it takes time. And right. You can regenerate that over time, which will then increase blood flow. So that's, you know, from a dietary point of view, that's one of the things. And then there's an entire classification of dietary herbs that a person can take to increase libido, to increase blood flow to the genitals and things like that. Well, I know that uh, at the break, I'm going to go get a, a big steak so that uh, I make sure that Jesse's not disappointed. But uh, Joshua, I, I want to thank you for coming on. Uh, this was, again, our very first Ask Me Anything segment. We had some wonderful questions from the audience. I wanted to give you the opportunity real quick to uh, promote uh, how people can get a hold of you, any projects you've got working. I know you've got a podcast to promote as well. Yeah, a couple things. I've got a podcast. It's called Human Dimensions Radio. Uh, the other, the one thing I'd really like to promote is I put together a Facebook group specifically for men um, who are ages 40 to 65 and want to learn how to improve their health. It's a free group on Facebook. It's called Man Unleashed. So if you go to Facebook, you look up Man Unleashed, join that group. It's a free group. Um, a lot of good, a lot of great information, the stuff that we just talked about, all that's in there. And then I also have my, my private consulting business, um, and you can go to joshuagrainer.com. J-O-S-H-U-A-G-R-A-N-E-R.com. And um, you can you can hit me up through there as well. Awesome. Yeah, I'm part of the Facebook group. Uh, the nice thing is Joshua updates content daily, multiple times per day. So it's not a group that you'll join and then hear nothing from from that point. Well, Joshua, I want to thank you again for joining us here on the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. We'll definitely have to have you back on uh, maybe our segment of podcasts that we love. And uh, thank you again for joining Awesome. Thanks, Chris. You got Thanks, it. Sir. Yeah. All care. right, folks. When we come back, we're headed into the final segment of the show. You mean that's, uh, or you know that that means it's time to learn and laugh. It is This Day in History with Ryan. We'll see you guys in just a couple minutes. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. 
And welcome back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Friday, May 29th. Uh, we are headed into the, the, the saddest part of the show, but uh, we, we do have a lot of fun with it. And especially on a Fridays, because we're headed into the weekend and don't get again till Monday morning. But if you missed a portion of the show, need to catch up on an old episode, head on over to americamatters.us, click on the podcast and shows link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can get pretty much everything you need there. Or you can go to anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, so many more. While you're there, please subscribe, leave a review, and uh, share with your friends, because sharing is caring. Well, as I mentioned, uh, being that it is the last segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, we drop some knowledge on you, try and laugh, uh, dr- drop a few laughs. See, I, I can't even speak straight today. And uh, in Friday, case, baby. It is Woo! Friday. This segment is aptly named This Day in History. Reversing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. That's right, folks. Sadly, it's the end of the show, the end of the week, but happily, it is time for this day in history. Let's get in. Today, I'm going to do it a little different. I'm going to start with weird holidays today, and Christian, I would like to wish you a happy end of the Middle Ages Day. Happy end of the Middle Ages Day to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad they ended. (laughs) I'm glad that we're still celebrating them today. Absolutely. I think it's important. Um, I think we'll both agree. We always look forward to it every year. (laughs) Yes, I go out and uh, torture somebody in uh, the most grotesque way possible just to celebrate it every year. You're just honoring, you know, the, the... The old, the old ways. Yes, and, yeah. Uh, I think that's that's respectable. Yeah. Also, Christian, I would like to wish you a international, uh, a happy international rooster and wine day. How do those two things go together? I think it's French. I my question still stands. <laughs> that didn't uh, clear anything up. <laughs> well, I thought that would answer it. It's it's actually pronounced. Um, Coq au vin, jour, jour, jour au vin et coq. All right, all right. So, do you hang out with your rooster and drink wine, or I do what? usually. That's how I like to celebrate it. Um, I let him. I usually don't let my rooster drink, but today I let him. He's he's into a a night. He likes Zin. He's a Zin Zin kind of guy. He's, he's a Zin guy. Mm-hmm. I got his. I my rooster's real into Zin. I, I gave him Merlot a couple years back wasn't so into it uh my rooster's more of a rosé type of guy oh yeah, nice yeah. we should link our uh, our roosters up one day for, a, <laughs> for a play date Ooh, that could be taken out of context yes it could anyways moving on uh, christian one more happy national biscuit day to you sir happy national biscuit day to you as well uh, i assume it's the food and not the euphemism for uh something else Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into some historical uh, facts here. On 1849 today, Lincoln says, you can fool some of the people all of the time and all of the people some of the time, but you cannot fool all of the people all of the time. Unless you live in the 20th century and uh, have social media, because it seems like most of the people are following whatever anybody says, regardless of the headline. But you can't fool all of them all of the time. 
You so. can pull some of the people all the time. That's definitely still happening. Yeah, but I, I would change some to most at this point. <laughs> well, I, it's good to see uh, that you're uh, an optimist. Yeah, I'm not cynical whatsoever. No, no, not at all. You, you haven't been jaded by years of uh, human disappointment. Right. I, it's good to see. <laughs> All right, today in 1919, Albert Einstein's theory of relativity that when light passes a large body, gravity will bend the rays confirmed by Arthur Eddington's expedition to photograph a solar eclipse on the islands, the island of Principe, West Africa. So the theory of relativity, which I slightly explained, but I don't understand. <laughs> well, and yeah. some, somehow you worked eclipses back into the segment again. Yeah, I think um, there's there's no occurrence in nature that's quite as what? eclipsing. What? <laughs> what, I had nothing there. What, what's <laughs> the plural of eclipse? Is it eclipses? Is it eclipsi? Is... Eclipses. Ecli maybe eclipses? Eclipses. I would say that. All right. Let's go with that. All right. We've had multiple eclipses stories on this segment uh, this week. But moving on. But moving on, uh, today in 1922, Ecuador becomes independent. I've been to Ecuador, beautiful country, very small, geographically, culturally, very diverse, and uh, just nice people and uh, great ceviche. I heard the ceviche is incredible. <laughs> I've heard it's uh, one of the top spots for uh, U.S. expats to retire to. Low oh, really? Yeah, low cost living. You know, obviously beautiful scenery. Um, yes. So I could see that. Yeah, Ecuador. Shout out to uh, Danilo. All right, Danilo, we miss you. All right, moving on. New Zealander. You got to do it in a New Zealand accent. Yeah, this this one is about uh, New Zealand. Yeah, so New Zealander Edmund Hillary and Nepalese Sherpa Tenzig Norgay become the first to reach the summit of Mount Everest. This happened in uh 1953 that is a monumental feat you know now you hear about people who you know basically line up at, at base camp to to just go up and and you hear the stories of people stepping over dead bodies uh which is just crazy but at that time you know they they were the first and uh i i i wouldn't do it you have to be in peak physical shape <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we got at least one Ryan pun. Uh, I had to. I've been, I've been, I had to dig deep for that one. Well, we've got about 30 seconds left, so uh, why don't you hit us with one more fact before we head off for the weekend? All right. Uh, it was like you said. It was Bob Hope's birthday. Um, he would have been. Oh, he had a career that spanned nearly 80 years, appearances in more than 54 feature films. Um, he was beloved for his USO shows that entertained American military troops. Yeah. Uh, did 57 tours overseas between World War II and Vietnam. He lived to be 100 years old with the song Thanks for the Memory as his signature tune. And Christian, take us out. Oh, I, I wish we had time to play it, uh, but uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. Well, so. have a great weekend. <laughs> Talk to you guys on Monday. All right, buddy.